0: Alright, welcome guys to the Dark to Light Show. I'm your host, Jim Price, here. Thank you guys so much for being here on your lunch hour. Uh, Josh is not going to be here today. He's got some other things he's taking care of. So if you just got me, so that's okay too. It's uh it's a good day, and we we understand that there's a lot of things going on in the world around us, and one of them is the old indictment stuff. This is uh this is something I've I've tried to mention this to people, and I guess when I do my show. <clears throat> I'm dropping, I do my show, I do a show, uh, the Jim Price show, obviously, and uh, I I talk about these things in my show. Not that I take an entire show to say, listen, okay, uh, this is going to happen to Trump, this is how this is going to happen, here's this and this. I do take that time. I do take the time once in a while to to break it down, but I've been talking about, there's another 12, 12, or 14 more indictments coming for Trump. This is not the beginning of this. So this is merely, I mean, I say this is the beginning. Like we had the beginning of it last year when the thing started circling around last year. Now, guys, it's just going to continue to ramp up. What you're going to find is because the election has now become election season. Now, I don't know if you guys understand. I've, I've talked to people about my traveling and stuff like that. And I told them, you know, March, April, you know, May, you know, even into June, still maybe an event or two here or there, but nothing political, and that was absolutely true. The stuff that I was going to, it was all you know. We were doing stuff about human trafficking and and you know getting yourself right and making sure your 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 health is right and things like that. And and in fact, I even traveled up to see you guys. And the, for me, I know that the the election season is just now, like it's just. We're just hearing the, the the engine start, so to speak, in July. Now, next month, uh, going into now until next, De- not this December, but next December, it's going to be a wild ride—a wild ride of people hearing things, things being said, news cycles. This is when you get, you know, that that point where you see you can really see the crescendos of Thursday news drops, and then it trickles off, and then the stuff they try to hide in Friday evening news drops and then they kind of talk about a little bit over the weekend by Monday another news drop comes along but then stuff with with Trump I've told I've told my audience I've told people I've said, listen this is just the beginning of this this is the tip of the spear this is like this is you know the, we're we're in the middle of it 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 began a long time ago this actually I guess you'd just say we could go back and say it began with the impeachments no let's not even do that Jim let's go let's go back to Russia 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 I think it has more to do with the wait no how about the golden escalator because at the point when he came down the golden escalator we act, we act, we see that he actually was under attack almost immediately at that moment that when he started to do that the pundits came out the talking heads the morning Joe on MSNBC I am so, oh I don't know if do you guys know that the morning Joe Okay, listen, remember, women, you guys don't make as much money as men. According to the women's liberation movement, you guys don't make enough. Except for when you record exactly how many hours a woman works compared to a man and a woman makes exceedingly more. I know that hurts your feelings that you thought you were the underdog and you thought you weren't paid enough and thought you weren't getting yours and you were going to have to get some more. That's absolutely not true. And that is a statistic that is actually the Labor The labor Department has it. All kinds of other organizations have put it out there. But did you know the Morning Joe chick makes $4 million more than the Morning Dude chick? He's a dude. He's a chick. He's a big old wussy. Um, this guy is making $4 million less than her. And I don't know of anybody that actually... The only reason I know about the Morning Joe conversation at all with these people is because of they just say stupid crap and they just kind of make themselves relevant. They have really been, but yeah, she's been divorced, made a big old truck, mo- a load of money on her divorce. And then uh, she's worth about twice as much as her co-host and then makes $4 million more per year than he makes eight, she makes 12. So deal with it. Anyway, I don't know why I went off on all that, but the idea that... um this is a we're in the middle of this whole thing with Trump. And I say in the middle of it because this is not even the we're 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 not even getting to the good stuff yet. There's still the fact that we got to go through the next 18 months, 16 months, whatever it is till the election. We need to start our election countdown clock now because you're going to find guys that this stuff is going to get outrageous. You're going to hear about sex scandals. You're going to hear about Allegations, Me Too movement's gonna prime back up. Be it Black Lives Matter's gonna roll back in. Uh, a little bit of Antifa, you know, you gotta sprinkle Antifa in there. Now, guys, I, you guys do, do you guys remember Antifa coming in? Do you guys remember any of you guys? Did you guys know when this actually started? This was back in like 2016 for me when I started seeing these guys going, you know, uh, mother, sister, sister, brother, sister, you know, power to the people. And they were doing some real, I thought it was parody accounts. I thought these people were literally joking about their ability to load the magazine into a rifle or to load ammunition into a magazine into a, and then put that into a pistol. I was really, I, I thought they were just making it up. I mean, these people were doing some really weird stuff on, but these were legitimate. These people legitimately were believing what they were saying. And there were people legitimately believing in what they were saying. And I thought this was crazy. I was like, this isn't a real thing. These aren't real people. This isn't real. And then here comes Trump, right? Trump brings out the anti fascist movement, which was fascist from its core. (laughs) I just don't get it. But anyway, um, all these things correlated, all these things touch, everything's involved. But this is what we're dealing with. And the idea that we have more of this January 6th, this has been the honeypot for the left. And the sad part of it is, is there's a lot of prosecutors, a lot of persecutors, out there doing their job, a lot of court reporters filing papers, nobody's all these gatekeepers, Now, guys, listen to me for a second here. Every single one of these court systems has gatekeepers, individual gatekeepers, to slow down the process to give another set of eyes a a chance for a better decision to be made before anything is either filed, Or written or whatever there are meetings done there are you know they go in they they talk to other quote unquote DAs and other things like that the sad part of this is is this whole thing that we're getting ready to go through here there are people who literally are knowing get Trump get Trump get Trump Trump. oh I'm gonna get Trump oh I'm gonna sleep so good tonight cuz I'm getting Trump stamp and so they do their little rubber stamp on their little portion of this whole process in Trump and what Trump is going to be going through. And the sad part of it is, is that these people really just hate daddy. They have daddy issues. This is childhood trauma. Oh, I've got my childhood trauma. got hanging around my neck and everybody can see it because I'm going to put thousand holes in my face and tattoos and pink hair and all this other stuff. I don't have a problem with you coloring your hair, and I don't have a problem with you putting things in your face, but the problem is, is we all know who we're talking about here. And we got, a, we got a situation where we have a lot of people who believe that what they're doing is going to make the world a better place, but in reality, they don't like being told no. This is all a psychological... Baby fit throwing, crap your pants, fall down and roll down in it, roll around in it. A moment. That's all this is. These people have just, you know, they're just a bunch of little tantrum babies who haven't been told no. That's why they keep doing the extremist thing. Well, maybe I'm not a man today, maybe I'm a woman. Well, if I tuck my thing between my legs, I'll be a woman, and the world will love me better than I was yesterday. Er, guys, this is what you're facing. You're facing a lot of broken homes, a lot of broken people that just don't know how to be ordinary, just to be regular, just to get along. And I'm not saying comply and get along like a sheep on the way to slaughter. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is the fact that these people have never been told no as a child. The mom who raised them, the grandma who raised them, the people who patted their head every time they made a little poopy and said, oh, good boy, good girl, look how good. Oh, good binary, whatever you are. (laughs) The problem is, is that when they're not told no, this is what we have in society. Folks, children, dogs and government need to be told no often because it makes them better. This is an example of this. Well, no, not Jim. These are professionals. They went to school, and they passed tests, and they wrote essays, and, and then they apply for a job, and they're super good at it. They're just super intelligent. Really? So why do DAs make literally one-tenth of what a private attorney makes? If these people are the dynamos of the industry, if these people are the dynamos of the legal system, then why do they take a job making 10% of what they really could be making, even as just a legal assistant? Because this is all they're qualified for, is to go in and have to be, never to be questioned about any decision they've ever made. Never be told no, never be told they were extreme, never told that they were anything bad, no, never told that this is a morality bridge too far. No, these people are, this is what you're up against. This whole thing with January 6th, this whole thing with Trump, the whole thing with you, the whole thing with the maggot hats make me crazy. I just got to beat somebody up for wearing a red hat that says, make America great again. You're mad at wanting to make America great again? That is your anger moment? That's the hill you're going to die on? That's the cross you're going to nail yourself to? That's the stupid thing that you think is so important? Not child trafficking. Not, not hunger, not illiteracy. Your hat says "Make America Great," and I am so angry. All right, guys, I got commercial break coming up here on Dark to Light Show on WYSL. Be right back. Dark to Light on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back to the Dark Light Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. On your lunch hour here, guys. This is um uh, this is the world we're living in, man. You you guys are cool with this because everything that I'm describing, all these people that you really kind of feel like you know that's that extra saliva you get when you're someone says, Here, try this sour candy. This is a sour burst or whatever, or whatever you know, whatever sour candy you know, can, you, you kind of get that it kind of almost like when you're getting ready to throw up. You know that feeling when you see somebody and you're like, "Oh, I just don't want to deal with this individual." Oh, you mean going to DMV, the, de- the the Department of Motor Vehicle to go get your driver's license or get your license plate or your sticker or to renew something? Or how about when you go down to you got to pay a ticket or you have to go to a court for, a, you know, an a environmental ticket because you didn't stack your lumber or your wood right on your property and it looked like uh, they need to write you a ticket. Nobody goes into the government going, Wow. What an amazing experience I just had of intellectual, uh, you know, exchange. I, I feel enlightened. I am, I am emboldened. I have, I am amazed that my government has such brilliance working within itself. I am just floored. I thank God for having had the experience of dealing with my DMV, my court system, my city hall, my county, my state ha- house, or my federal government. Now I, I reported to you guys yesterday that your EPA is taken away your your Freon out of your out of your uh, air conditioners, and you guys didn't. I didn't hear anybody protesting. I heard about people getting broke into their cars, but I didn't hear anybody protesting in New York. You guys are one of the, You guys are hearing about this firsthand. What I'm saying is is that you're paying for a government, for a bunch of people. Who literally don't know how to produce anything. They don't know how to make an income. They don't know how to make a widget. They don't know what a business plan is. They don't know how to make payroll. They don't know what it's like to pay the backside taxes equal to the amount that you pay into the federal taxes, the state taxes. They don't know what it's like a business person to have to write that check every week or every two weeks or every month. They don't know what it's like to have to worry about the air conditioning because everybody's mad the air conditioning's not working the way it should, and they won't work because of this and that and the other thing, or they won't show up for work because they got a hangnail. These people have never, ever produced a thing in their life. Tell me what a lawyer produces. Tell me what a DA produces. Tell me what a judge produces. Tell me what... Goes on when a county clerk stamps a little piece of paper. What have they produced in society? Well, you know, Jim, that keeps the law in order, and that way we all don't make mad things and we don't hurt each other. And then we're because the laws and the rules and the regulations, guys, there are laws in the books that say, Thou shall not kill. And we still do it all the time. We have a morality problem here. We have a no fathers in the home problem here. We have a God's not in your home problem. Oh, yeah. No, this has nothing to do with CBDCs. That's a that's a symptom of the problem that we don't have a strong home. It, it has nothing to do with the glycophates in your food that are actually making you fat and swollen and irritable and it depressed and all these other things. That's a side effect of not having fathers in the home because... There's no discernment. There's nobody saying, hey, we're not going to do that to the human beings that we don't know. We're not going to victimize other people we don't know. My problem is, folks, my problem with this whole thing is, is we want to go out and run to making more laws, making more rules and regulations. We want to make sure that we understand that we've got it on the books that cats have to be on leashes. We win. We win. That way that cat doesn't poop in my flowers no more. Well, what do you really win? What are the unintended consequences to going and asking for more government in your life? Well, it's not my life. It's whoever roads a cat. You don't think that's going to trickle down? You don't think that's going to spread over to you? See, this is the problem where we continue to go down this path of thinking that all these things just need another law. We just need another regulation. We just need another guideline. We need another EPA. We need an ATF telling us that suddenly now that 22 million Americans are felons. We need we need the ATF to 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 tell us that we can't do this and we can't do this and we can't we can't make alcohol at home only but if we're going to make it for ourselves but not if we're going to do it this way and that way. Well if you make too much, well then you have to have a permit, but you make too little it doesn't really matter, but then it does really matter because if it does matter then it doesn't matter. See the problem is all that has really sounded very confusing because that's the idea. See if this was a father ran country, if this was a god ran country, We would be doing things to make sure we're not victimizing and tear apart other people's lives and liberties and freedoms. But we don't want to do that, right? Because we think that if we get rid of laws and rules and regulations, then the world becomes a a chaotic place. But here's what I'm telling you right now. The reason that you have what you have is because the laws are pushing down on people so hard there's nothing left but rebellion and disobedience. The sad part of this is we don't have discernment and a moral moral compass, a morality compass within the people of this America because we don't have fathers in the home. Now, if you don't want to talk about religion, that's your choice. But I tell you what, you better get a father in your life. And I don't care if you're 80 years old. I don't care if you're eight years old, eight days old, you're still in your mama's womb. Get you a daddy. Get you a dad that'll tell you no. Get you a dad that'll tell you go ahead and jump off the house. Get you a dad that'll show you how to ride a bicycle and jump off a jump and show you how to swim and jump off a rope swing and how to hang a rope swing off of a limb in a tree. And then let mom fix those boo-boos and fix those little owies. But your father's what shows you what discernment really is. Your father actually is what puts into you right from wrong. And then statistically... It is shown that a father, a single father home, is actually more likely to keep your children out of prison than a single mother home by three times. 300% more success in a single father home than there is in a single mother home. And that's not a, that's not a slide on mothers. Mothers are amazing at nurturing. Mothers are amazing at doing what mothers do. But fathers raise children. Mother, mothers nurture children. And you want to get your mind all wrapped around the axle and Jim's being, oh, you just tell me that women can't do what men can do. Hey, girls, the first year that Bruce Jenner decided to be a chick, you guys made him woman of the year. So don't go tell me how sacred the woman is. And by the way, the whole woman thing where you got men dressing up as exaggerated versions of women with weird pink hair and red hair and bouffant things and all kinds of stuff that's all plastic and all this extra fancy makeup that makes them look like clowns, and then they gyrate in front of children. Women, you're letting that happen. You're letting men take over the woman's job. Well, you won't let us be men, so we might as well take over your job because you guys, you know, it's no big deal, right? Uh, You don't want me to be a man, so I might as well be a chick. Do you guys see what this is doing? Every single thing I can show you in the breakdown of our society right now has to do with the fact that fathers are not given the title of father. And not held accountable to be the father. And not in place to be the father. And they're not doing father things. Including, hey, pull my finger. See, this is the problem, folks. You guys think, well, that's gross. I can't believe you said that, Jimmy. That's not what we do. We don't pull fingers around here. That's that's just not what we do. Well, maybe we should do a little more finger pulling. Maybe the world would be a better place if we had a little more finger pulling going on in your home. The sad part of it is, is you don't have it going on. Oh, you got his mom crying about, you know, R-S-E-P-C-T, ah, respect me. What has that got to do with the fact that fathers show children how to be amazing adults? And never once did I ever, t- I did, when my kids were growing up and I, this was my thing, because I looked into things differently than most people. And I understood that I wanted to raise adults. So I talked to my children like adults. I didn't give him the. I know you're eight years old, and I know you don't have any responsibility, and I know you're not smart enough, and I know you're a little dummy. So <laughs> no, what are you doing? Stop doing that. You're gonna you're gonna hurt yourself, and when you break it, then what are you gonna do? Then how are you gonna pay for it? See, these are the conversations you have with adults. Those are the conversations you have with children. And how do you raise children? You raise them to be adults, not adult childs, children's children. I don't wait. wait how do I say that? Adult children, children, adults. How about a bunch of weirdos that go and work for the government and then tell you that you can't have freedoms and liberty? See the cause and effect, folks? Oh, hey, well, the father is not a good father. and uh, Well, you know what? Has he been given the right opportunity to be the father? Has he? Has society told the father that he's actually worth having respect? Has society told the father that he's nothing, he's, he's a lot more than just the dullard who shrunk the kids? Oh, the dullard scientist who shrunk the kids. Honey, I shrunk the kids. I don't know what I'm doing. See how we tear down the, the the man in society and you wonder why we're here with a bunch of wussies? I had a Facebook page. I don't even know if it's still out there or not, because I got my they Facebook took all my stuff away, and one of them was the anti wussification of America. I wanted a I wanted a, a, a page out there that says the anti wussification of America. I'm tired of America being a bunch of wussies. I want men being men and women being men, women. You know, there's nothing there's nothing better than a woman being a woman. And you know what I'm talking about. Even women are like, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know when a woman's being a woman? Even when a woman, you even think of a woman with a full moo on, making biscuits and gravy on a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning for her family. She could have her hair all looks like somebody beat her up 3 times last night and some big moo no air no no war paint on her face and no perfume and no nails done and she's in there making some biscuits and frying up some sausage in a black cast iron skillet. Now I'm gonna tell you what, there's something about a woman that does that. Oh, now, Jim, that's that's like that's crazy. That's not sexy. That's bologni. No- Bologna. Bologna. I don't care what your wife looks like. I don't care who she is. She's in there making you some biscuits and gravy, some homemade biscuits and gravy. I tell you, your your lifestyle, your opinion of, is going to change. If your man's out there mowing the lawn and he comes into a roast in the oven, well, he's going to be back there like, well, hey, I got to go clip some trees up too. I got to do a little bit of gardening. Let me know when that roast is done because I got I, I know I'm getting roast for dinner tonight because I've been out by that mower. Chopping down the little blades of grass so mama likes her house. See how we stay in our lane? All right, guys, we've got a commercial break coming up to the WYSL. We'll be right back. Dark to light on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back everybody to the WYSL. Your host, Jim Price, the Dark to Light show. Yeah, the Dark to Light. Now, guys, I grew up, okay, so I didn't have a dad. We'll just go. We'll just put it all out there. Right. We're all going to lay it out there. So my my desperation in my voice, my my need to tell you this, because, yeah, Charlie, uh, you know, he stepped in when I was eight. Um, I rode a trailways bus from Wichita to Phoenix which was three hour drive by myself at eight years old, uh, three hour drive, three day drive from uh, Phoenix to Wichita. Uh but Charlie did step in when I was younger. He he did step in and he was that guy, right? He was a man in my life. I didn't have a lot of men, but when I got to stay with Marja, Charlie in Wichita, they you know he was he we did stuff. But you know what he would do? He would go hide from me. And I tell you what, there was nothing more exciting and terrifying, not in terrifying in like, you know, like some of the stuff in life is terrifying, but it was scary, right? You knew somebody's going to scare you. It was like, ah oh! Uh, you're going to scare me, but i got to find him. You know, it's like this was fun, right? And the house wasn't that large. It wasn't that many places to hide. But it was something that we did. And, yes, I still do it. I'm 52 years old, and I still terrorize people that are uh, close to me, that I will scare them. I'll reach out. I'll grab them behind a door. It's what I do. There's a sound I can make, and I learned it from Charlie. And, you know, when Charlie, like I said, Charlie was only there off and on throughout my life. And i still called him my dad I never we never called each other son or father or anything like I always called him Charlie but when I referred to him I refer to him as my dad or my guardian father and uh you know he passed a little very uh well let's see we're in uh, it was two years ago in June and uh missed the guy you know I I you know it, he meant the world to me you know it was, it was but we weren't related but he was enough of a father figure there to let me see that fathers. When you're when you're in the Sahara desert when you're thirsty it doesn't matter what it doesn't matter what color or what size or what temperature the water is right anything is thirst quenching okay it doesn't matter if it's a little bit or a lot but there used to be this sound that Charlie would do and he would come up like he would be hiding and, and he would so listen guys go listen get your get your radios going right here listen to real close okay so he'd be hiding behind a door or behind a chair you know, down on his belly. I mean, he spent a lot of time working on scaring me, right? But he put effort into it. He'd come up and go, and I tell you what, there's nothing more hair raising on the backs of your neck and your arms and your legs. You just, your whole body just goes, but there's something about that. When you get scared, it's not yelling, right? It's not scary. It's just, and it just comes at you and it's like, oh man, you got me. And I tell you what, that was what I enjoyed as much as I didn't enjoy it, right? Because you still got scared. And uh, Charlie used to do that with me. He told me stories and things that when I was a kid, and that's what we shared, right? That was the examples of what a man could be like, right? And he showed me that you pray at dinner, and he showed me that a lot of things, but there was always this distance, right? Because we weren't family, because we didn't have that connection. But how many of us have literally a father that's literally next to you? Right next door, within an arm's reach, with an hour's away, right there, and they've always been your father since you've were born, right? You were you were their it, they were yours, you were theirs. But you don't go out and you don't spend that time, and you don't listen to the old stories. Because here's the thing, guys, that's what makes you a better person. There's a lot of you go out there going, well, Jim, I'm I'm just fine. I don't understand what's wrong with all these other crazy people. Well, ask yourself, did you have a father figure? Did you have an uncle? Did you have a grandpa? Did you have a neighbor? Did you have a guardian that stood in? That said, oh, hey, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand in the gap here when I can. When your mom lets me, I'll be I'll be available. So, Marge and Charlie, periodically, you know, here and there, I would stay with them. Uh, I was with them in my fifth grade year, my junior high years, and then my uh, junior senior years. So I was kind of off and on with them. The sad part of this is, guys. Is what I'm simply pointing out to you is if father's given the absolute opportunity, if father's given the absolute opportunity to do the right thing, they will. Men like to do things, but they also want to feel like they've been appreciated. And this whole thing that I'm talking about from I, – I, guys, I'm talking – we're still talking about the Trump article about January 6th about the uh, the legal system Feeling like they, they need they have the ability to go in and just say whatever they want to say and do whatever they want to do because no one's ever told them no, because there wasn't a father to say, Hey, what are you doing, dummy? Hey, weirdo, what do you got going on? What's in your pocket? What are you doing? Why is there stuff all over your face? These are the things that causes a person to ask them questions themselves their own questions, do introspective, and actually make themselves make themselves available. To see another view. See, this is what we don't think about. But again, the reason we have January 6th. The reason we have, oh, I don't like Trump. Trump is a bad guy. I'm a Republican. See, I'm an anti-Trumper. I'm so good. (laughs) Because daddy's not going to tell me no. Because Trump is not going to tell me no. Trump, how dare he think that he's got some type of father figure thing going on. Why do you think women like him? Hey, guys, women, guys, ask yourself the question, why do women really like Trump? I mean, really like Trump. And girls, why do you really like Trump? Now, come on. Come on. Why do you? Why? Because he's a man. Why? Because he marries beautiful women, drives beautiful planes around, and lives in beautiful buildings, and he just does the man thing. And you like it. Women like it and men like it. Men like men being men, and women like men being men. When women come in from when, when women see a man that's been out there chopping on a tree or mowing the lawn and coming in all sweaty, I'm telling you right now, guys, the last thing they're thinking of is Well, I wish he wouldn't sweat so much. And if they do, then you need to get rid of that person. But anyway, um, the women are like, oh, look at him working. Man, that's a guy. Like he's got his tool belt on. Look at that guy digging that hole with his muscles all glistening. And you may be 50, 100 pounds overweight, but your woman still looks at you, you know. And women, look at your men like that. And you know what your man will do? More of that. You want men to do more of whatever it is they're doing, say, man, you are amazing at that. When you were lifting that mower up on the tailgate of that truck, my goodness, boy, your butt looked great. And I tell you what a man will do, he'll find a reason to put the lawnmower on the tailgate of his truck more often. He'll find reasons to get out there and show you how his butt's looking great, because men like that. And I'm off on this thing because you know why? Because we got a society that doesn't know how to say no to each other, doesn't know how to do self-discerning acts, and yet women are running around going, "I, I can't find a man to date. Men just don't want to be serious with me. I don't understand. You know, it's just they come up to me and they say, "Can I buy you a drink?" And I'm like, "No, you can't buy me a drink because I have my own money." well that's birth control no wonder you're alone see this is the problem why do women who want to suddenly say that they are attracted to other women start dressing like a man and then why do men with mental breakdowns start dressing like women what are we doing this is crazy you know why men are dressing like men because no one was there as a man to say dude What are you doing with your thing tucked between your legs? And what's with the eye makeup? You look like an idiot. That's how you stop this stuff, is by stepping in as a father and not backing down and not cowering and not saying, oh, I'll say something tomorrow. No, I'll say, hey, man, I tell you what, I, I, I battle my own kid. My youngest is 28, okay? My own biological son is 28, and I still go up to him like, what are you doing? What's going? Why are you doing this? It ain't gonna work, you know. I I don't have the money to dig you out of this one, so you better figure it out. See, this is what this is what fathers do, and they do this till the day they die if they're worth their salt. By the way, ingest more salt because it's better for you. Blah blah blah. You know the health tick to, uh, ticks there, but anyway. But listen to me. I spent the last thirty minutes here telling you that fathers are really why this country has failed, or why society in any modern modern country we have today. You know, we're so modern. When well, you know, when we're modern, we all turn into a eunuchs uh, where we we don't we look like Ken dolls and Barbie dolls, where our things don't really matter. We we gotta we gotta stop. We gotta stop this. Boys don't need to play with dolls, and if they do. You know what they do when they play with dolls? They bang them into each other. They're trying to beat each other up with it, right? Same thing with, you know, girls want to clean the car and put a house together, and they want to organize. They want to put little flowers out there, and the boy's like, I want to dig a hole. I want to throw some dirt. I want to ride my bicycle off a ramp and break my neck. You know what makes the world a better place? Plywood and cinder blocks and a bicycle. That's what makes the world a better place. You know what makes the world a better place? Streetlights coming on. That's what makes the world a better place. You guys going out there and finding out what it's like to just be simply a man and be simply a woman. And guys, you guys are the cult- You guys are the counterculture now. You guys are the weirdos. Oh, you you home you you heterosexuals. You all oh, you want to do the mommy daddy thing. Oh, you're the weirdos now, huh? If you bring fathers back in the home, we eliminate most of what our problems are with all the car thefts you have, with the shootings, with the murders. Rochester, I hear your guys' news report and I do listen to the WYSL in the morning until I until I get on the show and all that. And I do listen to the news breaks. And I watch the news and I'm guys, the, the reason you have car thefts is cuz you got a bunch of dummies that got nothing else better to do. And that's really what it is. They're not out there trying to buy their own car. They're so broken, and so broken-minded that they think stealing a car is actually worth it. They think that that's going to get them some kind of street cred. But when, you're, when your daughter, when your little girl walks up to you and says, Daddy, I got an owie. I fell down and I hurt myself. And you pick her up and you look her in the eyes and say, Honey, it's going to be all right. Let me give it a kiss and then have mom go in there and clean it off and you'll be all right. And you give them a kiss on the, on their knee and you give them a kiss on the forehead and you set them down, you pat them on the butt and say, now go inside and have your mom fix up your knee real quick and then come back out. and We'll continue what we're doing. When your little boy looks at you and says, dad, can I, and yeah, I need some plywood. I need some two by fours. You're like, there's some in the garage or some on the side of the house. When he says, well, I, I want to take the guard off my chain on my bike. All right, well, here's a screwdriver and a wrench. Take it off. Put the chain guard up on a shelf so we know where it's at later. See, that's what dads do. And in that moment, in that time right there, that's what makes this country great. And I don't care what country you're in. I don't care if you're in the in the jungles of whatever, in the deserts of whoever, or in the middle of America somewhere, or on a ship somewhere. The biggest thing that we need on this earth is first we need fathers. Well, we need God back in our lives, but God, God fathers will bring God back in. You watch. They'll bring this back in. They'll usher back in the a spiritual move into our country that we, in our world that we have never seen before only because we revere fathers we put them back at the head of the home we put them back in the head of our life we let them go ahead and let the we pull that finger you pull that finger with dad the world becomes a better place dad tells you about dad jokes he does a knock knock joke with you play along do a knock knock joke with him and find out that sometimes you know what that is the best part of life No matter how many promotions you get at work, no matter how many vacations you think you went on, sing around at Tacos on Friday night with Marge and Charlie, talking about some of the dumb things that we did when we were younger, talking about things we could have done or should have done or would have done, talking about how Charlie was in a wash tub floating down the the floodwaters down in Rock, Kansas, with him and his brother, and his other brother happened to catch him right before they went down into the Walnut River where they would have been lost, but they were they were floating in floodwaters in their ho- in front of their house in a wash pan. Him and his brother, Charlie and him and his brother, and then another brother happened to catch him right before they got taken out into the current in the river. But see, these are the things that we do. Yeah, yeah some of them don't end well. I get it. But you know, those are stories. And one of the things that we're, this whole life is about is about the stories we can tell. About the amazing things we've done. I will always talk about going to Rochester. I will always talk about going to WYSL. I will always go talk about Beachcomber and hanging out there and talking to you folks. I will talk about that. Why? Because that's a memory I built and I, I enjoyed it. It's a part of my life, it's part of who I am. You guys are a part of who I am. See, we all get to be a part of each other's story if we have a story, if we get off our butts and do something. All right, guys, we've got a commercial break coming up from WYSL. We'll be right back. Dark to light on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to Dark to Light Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. Here, thank you so much for guys for hanging out with your lunch hour with me. Now I know that I've spent a long time on this, but I, I really just believe that something as simple as just us being amazing is all we really need. I mean, I don't. I, I know that it sounds that that's like, well, no, Jim, we need legislation. Uh, I need to talk to my school board. Uh, I need to, I need to go and do, no, you really don't have to. And I, and I, this is, this is the kind of stuff that, I mean, I do talk about, you know, I have, um, uh, I have a lot of different people on my show. I've got people on, uh, they're on this week. I got Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. They're a part of an advocate system that'll help you if you're going into the hospitals or any type of medical care that they will stand in the, in the gap for you. So you don't get remdesivir and other things like that. So I have people on that are actually out there doing what they can to help each other or help people with their with their medical needs, right? I'm I'm out there doing this stuff with them, right? But at the same time, I'm also working with, you know, these kinds of doctors, but then I work on people that are lawyers, that are dealing with stuff that are trying to help J Sixers. I'm talking about stuff that has to do with the Constitution. I'm talking about the political stuff. I'll have going into this election cycle, I'll have a lot more candidates on my show talking about their their opponents and their agenda and what they'd like to see in their county, state, uh, the county, state, or the govern, the state, or the county, the city, county, the state, or the federal government. There, these people are going to want to talk about their issues. So I'll have those kind of people on. But guys, when I talk about the problem, I want to do the kiss statement. Keep it simple, stupid. Keep it least the least common denominator and everything. And that's why I keep finding out that a lot of what we keep you know wrestling with is something that's not really that hard to fix. Instead of looking at fathers as an ATM machine for, for child support, giving a father two weekends a month so that he can pay 100 percent of the child support doesn't make any sense to me. And by the way, girls, if you guys are uh, if you guys are making more money than we are, then why is it in the child support paperwork are women giving a, given a percentage of their income off so that the man shows a greater percentage to the woman? Why is it in the, guys, this is a real fact. This is a real fact. If you get child support calculations done, let's say you're making $500 a week and she's making $500 a week, which means basically it's like a net zero, right? No, 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 no. They give her credit for having the kids full-time. Okay, yeah, oh yeah, they get full-time credit, but then there's another credit because she's a female. Yeah, females get an extra credit. So basically it'll look like her income is $200 to your $500, and then all of a sudden now you owe her. So now you're giving a third or more of your income to her because she doesn't make as much as you according to the paperwork. She only makes $200 compared to your $500. And that is really what's going on in our society. You wonder why fathers feel feel so beat down? You wonder why fathers don't want to have kids? You wonder why fathers don't want to come around? It's because our society, through the... Women's liberation. I know the women's suffrage. Some wanted to vote. Majority did not. Ninety-seven percent of the women out there did not want to vote. It was pushed through by legislation. It was not part of what we wanted to do as a society, but it was done. And guys, if you go back in the history of our debt and some other things, you'll find out some very, very telling statistics that go along with what we've done there. I'm just telling you right now. The sad part of this is, is that we have an opportunity. To be amazing, but when our society tells women they make less, even though they make more per hour than men do, oh yeah, I'm not. I'll fight you all day long on it. You actually take the women that are working and you take the men that are working and you take it by hour and the amount of women and amount of men. You make it all same same. Women make more per hour than men do across the board by twenty to thirty percent, and the number is literally that big. But at the same time, the child support payments that that men have to pay into women get a discount off of their income saying they make less because they're a female and then they get another discount because they have residential custody of the children and why should a father only see his kids every other weekend what kind of fathering it can be done every other weekend no wonder when the kids come in and see the father that there's all this vitriol now granted there are some women out there that don't do this and there are I, i god bless you women that literally have the ability to look past this and yeah, you and him didn't work it out, but he's still the father and you're making sure that he's engaged and he is the father and he's at the games and he's at the announcements and he's at the school meetings and he's here and he's there. God bless you. You're the reason that those kids will actually grow up somewhat normal. The sad part of it is, is that we don't look at it that way because nothing. Well, everything we got to do is tear fathers down. Just like we got to tear down daddy Trump. Old Daddy Trump. Daddy Trump's the problem. He's always been the problem all along. How dare you tell us no? How dare you tell us we can't traffic kids? How dare you tell us we can't run that, that southern border open? How dare you tell us we can't go into Ukraine? How dare you tell us that we, we can make our decision whether we take a jab or not? How dare you say that we have the options or not? How dare you give us the freedoms and liberties? And the sad part of it is, is we've got to look inside of our own soul and look inside of us and see where we can make the world a better place. Don't blame it on Trump. Trump is just the mirror. Trump is the mirror on this country, and that's why it pisses them off so much. Trump is the mirror to the woke wokeism. The the people who've never been told no. He's the mirror that makes them look at themselves and their their freakish you know face piercings and all the other crap they've done to themselves. Trump is the mirror that makes them feel guilty and icky inside, and they don't feel like they're as good as they should be. Yeah, that's what dads do dads make you start looking at yourself going well maybe i shouldn't be doing this maybe i'm not as bright as i thought i was maybe i shouldn't put these holes in my face that's what the mirror of daddy trump is doing for the world and we're talking the world you saw what he did in saudi arabia you saw what he did with the queen he didn't walk behind her he walked in front of her it's the queen she's a figurehead she's not even having an authority Unless you look looking at the Corporation of America in 1871 and you find out that the Bank of London and the Vatican and the District of Columbia are foreign entities and they have nothing to do with the United States, England, or Europe. So just be mindful of that, guys. There are other entities out there. And we could go down that rabbit hole sometimes. You listen to the show. You talk to me. I'll explain to you about the Corporation of America and it will make you sick. UCC codes. Yeah, those are ones that will make you go. Ugh. But the sad part of it is societal stuff. The societal stuff, the stuff way back here is because Daddy Trump shows them a mirror of themselves, and they get mad because they don't like the way they look weak. They don't like the way they look feeble. They don't like the way that their ideas are shallow and hollow and have nothing behind them. Trump makes them feel less than. Because they are. Because they don't have any fortitude. Because they haven't pulled the finger and heard the fart. Because they haven't been scared. Because they haven't heard the dad joke. Because they have no tolerance for daddy. Look at them all. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong that Daddy Trump isn't the greatest mirror that our society has ever seen, and that's what pisses them off so much. Is because they see how weak and feeble and stupid their ideas are. Because when it gets right down to it, girls, you like a man who sweats and wears a tool belt. And men, you like a woman who knows how to make some biscuits and some sausage gravy and a black black cast iron pan. You guys know that. Oh, you do. Oh, no, no, you do. You don't like it when she's out there trying to ride a dirt bike or ride her own Harley. You like a woman who makes biscuits and gravy. You know you do. I do. All right, guys. You guys have a great day out there. It's been so awesome. It's been everything it should have been. I'm glad I was here today. I'm glad you were here today. Remember, you guys are always a difference. Remember, you guys are the difference makers. You guys make this world what it needs to be. Get out there. Find somebody. Talk to them. Be be those people, right? All right, guys. I'm going to get out of here. I'm Jim Price, your host of Dark Light Show. See you guys tomorrow. My son.